dead. They're like, bro, how did I miss that combo? Yeah, man. We're good, yeah? You didn't give us clap today. Thank you. We don't call it clap. Everybody know that clap. Yeah, man. So like I was saying, like, the thing that I feel like is just something that you need to have you have to keep doing it. And once they have that, that household name, mm-hmm. then people are going to start saying that, yeah, okay, we know this thing. Let's go to it and all that. But like, people are very reluctant now in life, man. Yeah. yeah. But, but you were saying something about like people drinking. like Yeah, because, you know, say, black people, when we go out, we're not like, we don't want to drink. Just don't mix a drink for... Yeah. They, they want, want to buy, to like, buy bottles it, yeah, and everything. Yeah. And event on a Sunday, it's a different ballgame. Because people are going to work on Monday. So... I see, like, I don't know how, like, yeah. you've experienced, like, the customers, that, like, feedbacks, yeah. but, like, from my own personal opinion, because I did it once in Nigeria, you know, I went out on the side, and on Monday, I, I, st- I woke up 1, a- 1 p.m. Imagine. <laughs> and when I woke up, I saw missed calls from work. So, and even this time, when I did this with you, man, I was like, nah. I was struggled. But. See, that's, that's the thing, but here's not, let's flip it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's think about the people who are not bottle bottle people. Mm-hmm. Those people can drink and still go to work. Yes. Especially people who are in college. Mm-hmm. And especially people who are new in the country who are looking De- for a place to De- mingle. Definitely. Yeah. That, that's for me. Those, that's that's your my own audience. market. Yeah. Ah, I see. Like, so we- bottle, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. If not that, it's just like, okay, apart from the birthday package I do. Yeah. Doyeme is not really my... Oh, your yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. Sunday Doyeme doesn't work for me. Oh, okay. Because who's going to buy 10 bottles and go to work on a Monday? That, that's it. Like, yeah. I mean, only yeah. if you have like frosters. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not work on Monday. <laughs> that one's also not Monday. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah but, that's, that's the only thing that... But apart from that, though, I'm like, bro, ah, man, COVID. You know, I remember 2019. Is it COVID? Mm-hmm. I don't even know when COVID started. <laughs> 2019. Is it, is that, yeah, January, no, it was February. I think it was February. It was yeah. like a joke. It was, you know. Yeah, and then when it started and they put us in lockdown, I remember at the start of, I can't remember when they first locked the clubs or something, and I went close to complaining. I was like, what's my own? It doesn't affect me. <laughs> I didn't care. Mm. I don't follow them, enter the debates. But you see this recent one. Oh my God, man. Yeah, you know something like they always say that you never know until it hits you. Ah, bro. So, <laughs> until you experience something, you probably never know or something like you are like affected directly. Bro, you probably I, I, won't I, know. I feel it in my chest, man. I remember when... You know what's funny? I remember when they first announced mm. that... Wait, what was it? They first announced something. Yeah, 12. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's calm. The 12 one works for me because around the kind of, that's around the kind of time I like oh, to do dear, my man. thing. So then... This one, the new announcement they made, I kept thinking they were going to do the announcement on the 21st mm. of December. I was like, I'll be calm, I'll be calm, I'll be calm. <laughs> I'll get my event around that. <laughs> I'll be like, mine is on the 19th, I'm good, man. I was like, yes, yes, we'll start pushing it as the last event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was what the team was going to be. This is the like, last this party. This is the last end of, you come, come here, off. let's start the fun. Yeah, we were, I was like, nah, we're going to go with this, bro. And then we were meant to go check out some things at the venue, on a, me and the guys, on a Saturday. But we decided to go there on a Friday because someone was doing something also. So then one of my friends, I think I think he was drunk, I was like. Because <laughs> when he told me, he goes, guys, they don't, they don't give announcement to do. He said they're happy. <laughs> like he favored us. <laughs> so I go home. I checked my phone. I see close, close from Tuesday. Hmm. I said... What the? Is this guy mad? <laughs> you gave me the news, but the way you gave it to me like, was, it was like, like you're buzzing. Yeah, like oh, something good is happening. <laughs> I remember I called him the next day. He goes, "Guy, but I tell you, I said, yeah, you were smiling. <laughs> it was something fun, hey, bro. But, I don't but know. I'm still the only thing I'm a bit like obviously I won't lie. Yeah, mm. I I kind of like, but I was banking on that. Oh yeah, the success of this event and whatnot. But that being said. I'm kind of happy it happens to me also because mm-hmm. like I feel like I've gotten the best of both worlds when it comes yeah. to event event promoting like mm-hmm. where you understand that you like things don't go according to plan yeah like the ups and downs mm-hmm. the high and the low yeah what would you say like two things that it's your learning from <coughs> events from events mm-hmm. um don't take everything to heart mm. yeah and uh, just it's it's just life. Bro, I'm like, I remember my first event. I see me, right? Mm-hmm. I panic a lot. Really? Like, oh, you look like a strong guy. Like, you know, that's what people always think, bro, <laughs> man. I remember my first event. 
people, I sold tickets, but then obviously I'm at the place venue. Mm. DJ's there. The bar's open. First two hours, no one shows up. No way. Hey! Bro, I was so stressed. I bought two shots. Oh. I was like, at least if the bar make 20 euros. <laughs> of <me."> you. <laughs> That's enough. They can pay one button down for I asked the DJ. I said, bro, do you need something to eat? <laughs> I started trying to pass stuff for Because I was like, at least the bar will be like, but then picked up, mm-hmm. people started coming, whatnot. And it was a good turnout. And I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. Like, my partner's always like, yo, relax. Everything's going to be fine. But me, like, when I really put my heart to something, mm. I can die for it. Mm. I'm very, that's, like, I, I feel like, yes, I, I have that drive, but then there's the negative side of it. Like, bro, I can get a heart attack. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I had the, um, the Halloween one. Yeah. And, bro, we did mad numbers for that one. But I put in so mm. much work. Like, See when I make things, when I plan things, mm-hmm. I plan as if we're doing like <laughs> like your kitchen to three fifty, <laughs> like fireworks. I'm that kind of person. When I plan stuff, I'm like in. I'm like people are not gonna expect the level of things. Are you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm that kind of person. I always I feel like when people expect fifty, I like to give, give them one fifty. Yeah, I think that's, that's how crazy I am. But then life happens hmm. where all that you're planning. There's nothing you can't do. Bro, <laughs> I, you didn't come to my event. You, no, no. Well, I didn't come for that. Did anyone well. tell you what happened? No, I think the bro, the it, music it, cut off for two hours. No way. Yes, yeah, because I heard that it, it was like um, the Gada stopped it or something. Yeah, and then Gada came to shut it down. Music cut off for two I hours. I had over seven hundred people there. Two hours. I was proud of myself. The one thing I big up to my team that music cut off for two hours and a fight didn't break out. Oh, that's great. Bro, I don't think you understand how much I was that day. Oh, hey, listen. And, and what sports is this? Like venue? It was venue, not me. Like, life happens, but it was... A lot of things went bad that day, bro. Mm. I paid... I had bottle girls who were meant to do madness. Bottle girls didn't do their job. Oh, no. And they already got paid. I'm only going to go meet them. That listen, yo, can story? you run me my piece, bro? <laughs> They're going to be like, man. Um, and I mean, me and my partner, like my business partner, right... He's, he gets there and he's like, what go on? I said, listen. I said, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no more. I was like, there's over 700 people here. And I was panicking because I was like, if a fight breaks out, I'm done. But I was lucky not one fight broke out. The music picked up for, music turned back on for like an hour. No way. And then the guy, like, the guy And then the guy shot it because they did all the, the license situation and whatnot. Had to run people back their peas for me. Really? For, yeah. You, the people asked for a refund. Well, people bought bottles. I didn't give them the bottles. What, what am I going to do? Tell them that. <laughs> Come to my next event to get the bottles. <laughs> I had to yeah, give, run people back money. And then I promised the after party that I was meant to finish at 6 a.m. After party, yeah, I, the after party tickets came with food. You Ooh. were meant to get, you know the way when you go club Coming, and, yeah. And you're meant to like go, package. I had that package whereby basically the after party, you got food, like a burger, burger chips, something. that kind of thing. And did that happen? Ah, party that finished at one. Where, bro. No, like even after party, like was that going to be? The like, after party was meant to be there. Yeah, the after party was, the event was meant to finish at three and the after party was meant to go from oh. three to six. My business partner didn't even think we were going to sell tickets for the after party. Because when I put it out, he was like, are you sure people are going to buy this? Mm. I said, trust me. People bought it. Loads of people wanted to come to the team. And you know the worst, <laughs> <laughs> you know the worst, part, the worst part, right, yeah. is when you know your event is a flop, but you're lying to people. Like, so people are asking me, yeah, what's we'll the with the after party? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, in my head, I was like, these people don't know what's going on. Nah. And then, what I got to talk about, like, you know, um, timing. Yeah. And this is not like a race thing, but like, I think like black people don't come. Even if you get them at four o'clock, expect them at seven. Just, my, that was what was so annoying mm. that the events, like, to be honest with you, I don't like to put blame on people, but mm. the venue, know they messed up. Like, mm. it was, everything was on them. Mm. Bro, we were so, like, the team was, bruv, we were at team meeting. <laughs> the team was so organized that when it was time for doors to be open, we were ready. The venue wasn't ready. Oh, no. Bro, we had over 50 people at the door already. Jeez. We were ready. Because, and that's the thing, because I sent emails to people in the morning oh, okay. saying, hey, bro, we like when I say Proper email marketing, one fifty ten, bro. Top notch, come on. Because you know <laughs> obviously, mm-hmm. you. I always tell people, 
where you're going in life is where you should always see yourself now. Mm. So for me, that's how I, I don't see myself as, okay, I'm only doing this small place. Mm. I can get away I with things. Like, yeah. I always see it as, okay, if I'm doing something on the level of ultra and our wireless and all yeah. that, they have a certain level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. I want people to see me like that on mm-hmm. that level. Yeah, like, so we had the emailing, telling people, make sure you behave on the line. If yeah. you misbehave, you're not getting yeah. in, all that kind of thing. That's, that's, that's incredible. Man, they hit me, man. And the hell was weird. And that's why I learned not to take things to heart. Mm. Tell me why I'm panicking. Like, everyone can see that, yeah. And then people are like, nah, I told me it wasn't that bad. Uh. And I felt like my uncle's kids were only gassing me because obviously, like, they're like, oh, big bro told me. They're like, nah, we had fun. I was like, obviously, you are going to say that to me. <laughs> but then we started getting messages from random people going, oh, I had a great night. Really? I said, oh, well, you are mad. You <laughs> talk for two hours. I had a great night. Like, were you on money? <laughs> people wanted to come to your to, to the place because there was a party at St. Edmund's. Um, <laughs> there was an house party. Like, it was, so everyone yeah. was like, okay, we'll go to. And they were just like, oh, the guys. I was like, what? Yeah, nah, man, a lot bro. of pressure. Like, it was mad. I remember I was like, raw. But it's life. And that's what I said. You know, that was one of the things I learned, you know, that I was like, it happens. You can't kill yourself. Yeah, listen, listen. You, you know, can't. You, you can't. Like, like I, I don't think I... All my events, I'd say, it's only the last one I did, mm-hmm. which was a silent disco before this, like, that I actually enjoyed myself. Hmm. Normally, I'm always under pressure, like, not. Yeah, and I'm like that as well. Like, yeah, when I'm, I'm doing hosting or, though, like, yeah. you're, like, you're yeah. constantly on the move. And because... People pleasing is one of the most important thing when you event. Like if you've called events, if you called event for anything, let people be comfortable in all ramifications. Bro. Like they have to be comfortable in all ramifications. And the most like not like not that like the most important, but like especially ladies. Ladies need special care, like they need special attention. Like you cannot afford to like mess up, Bro. like <laughs> cause, so if you mess up, you know what they, they, get. they would ruin you. Like they would just be like Fine. talking about it, like <laughs> Hey, listen. Anyways, let me introduce the podcast. We always introduce after a while. So in case you're probably going, we've been talking for long. This guy's introduced. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome to the TTRG podcast. Yes, we're back. I know I've been away for a while. Uh, man became a father. I don't know if you can see this. I'm a daddy now. I'm so proud, man. Oh, wait, actually, I can't show it to them now. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bonda, yeah, man's a family man. So I had to take a mater- paternity break. But today on the episode, I've got my brother, a real one, who I've been dying to have on the podcast for a long time. And basically, I want to start with what I said the first day I met you. Do you remember? Hmm. I talked about food. Yeah, and <laughs> I said something to you, and you said, someone told me oh, yeah. someone described my food the same way. <laughs> yeah. This guy's food, listen, I told him today that if someone breaks that window... And the pot is missing. That's me. Because I woke up. Do you possibly do that? Right, I mean. Wait, is that actually what you had this morning? Yeah. Yeah. There's a tendency you can't make heaven. You know that. I mean, sometimes it's just look, when you're making the food, you're like, this looks really good. Where's my food? I mean, let me show people. Do you ever consider like, <laughs> you know, doing Ramadan? I remember one time, I had a friend who used to be like, I hate people who start posting what they're cooking. Mm. He's like, why are you doing that? Like, don't post. <laughs> like, you're trying to tease me. Hey, nah, man. I mean, it's just like your craft. Like, um, people that make hair, people that do podcasts, they eh, post eh, what they're eh, doing. Eh, no, the younger person. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, even like, ah, shish. I need to go to that barber's. I need to go to the Zara cut. I need to get to get my face. No matter how nice that hairline is, no matter how nice that podcast is. No, hey, Onga is not a good thing, no. Well, Onga is a different ballgame, man. And, they say an angry man is an angry man. Bro, <laughs> I remember the last time you posted something also. You posted that scotch egg and meat pie. Mm. I said, ah, I'm wondering how you reach out this guy. <laughs> I know that was when it started getting cold. <laughs> I said, this thing will go where we see, man. I didn't plan this. And my guy goes, oh, the person is I said, ah. like, oh, I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, what kind of... You know, that's one issue I have with vendors in Ireland, though. Mm. Like, but I understand, obviously, it's the business. Yeah. But I struggle. Because see me, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to eat something, mm-hmm. like, I want to eat it because I I, I'm interested in eating it at now, moment. at that yeah. moment. Like, so, it's like, imagine someone telling you, like, oh, can I sell shawarma? And then you're like, oh, my God, I really like to have shawarma today. I bet you'll be like, yeah, you're allowed to do and collect on Sunday. My guy, did they tell you? Did they tell you? My appetite. Would remain, would remain till Sunday. What kind of appetite do I have? Well, I think a lot of people do mix, like, um, they have their personal life, they yeah. have work. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't so blame it's them. Like, you can't really blame the business. So yeah. it's just like, ah, uh, 
there well we have the availability day we can run it this day yeah. and get to live. I think my own is the delivery system. Yeah. Yeah like Niger has like you'd see like a lot of delivery ah, people where they, like they're they they Okada or you know go <laughs> like the tones of delivery people. But yeah, like if you don't drive it, the taxes they cost a fortune. And even delivery here is mad because like obviously like in Nigeria Okada can go from one place to another. Yeah. But imagine trying to deliver food from like let's say Lucan to Swords or more <laughs> your toge. Yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, it's 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 a different ball. Yeah, so I understand that when it comes to delivery, I'm always I always tell people like let's be real. Like mm. you can't order food from town and expect them to deliver it to you in Blanche, yeah. but you expect to order from a black person. I expect them to deliver all the way in Blanche for you. Like no, that one I, I understand. I don't I don't fuck that one. It's just a food. And how did you start cooking? Actually, before you before we talk about how you started cooking, right? <laughs> yeah. So when when I was like planning the pod today, I said, okay, there's something I'd like us to talk about that I want you know the podcast to be centered around, right? Okay. So it's like Nigerian jollof, right? Mm. But not the debate. Mm-hmm. About the Ghanaian jollof mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of jollof. My favorite jollof, even my guys, they like the jollof. Do you know where they cook on Nagana woman? Really? You see, life. Yeah, she's the Ghanaian who grew up in Nigeria. So technically, my favorite jollof is by a guy. Oh <laughs> so nah, on your wall, the Ghanaian has won. Do you have know, Unfortunately, <laughs> you, you already have Goya giving the Champion League. So. <laughs> yeah, but with that, right? So mm-hmm. for you, all that I was going to ask you is see Nigerian parties, mm-hmm. right? What's one thing that would throw you off a Nigerian party anywhere in the world? Like, a food is missing. <laughs> so, if you food, any kind of food or Nigerian food? Well, like if Nigerian jollof is missing. So, if you let's say your friend is getting married, and this is a friend that life has kind of taking you guys on different mm-hmm. parts, meaning you guys are really good, mm-hmm. but it's just that you're so busy, that person's so busy, mm-hmm. but they're like, oh, I'm getting married, and you're like, oh, mad, I'll be there. Now you're excited, and on the day, they're serving you like ham, rashes. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I've gone for one recently, and I was like, bro, no, don't do this again. No matter what it comes, let's have a side of jollof. I know for some people, they like to like, let's try something new. But it's when you go to hotels. Yeah, right? especially when you go to hotels. And I think yeah. one of the hotels is because um, I wish there are more black vendors that, yeah. that do like catering because a lot of black vendors don't like do like... No, even that, even if there is, I feel like it's also down to like the certification. certification. This was about like a lot of yeah. black vendors don't go to the extra mile, get like get certifications certification, and, yeah. and you know, like food safety and all. So they yeah. needed to, they need to get approval. But like, no matter, I was just like, because I mean, Niger food, and part is a different ball game. Like, are you going to talk about the goat's meat? Or are you going to talk about the pomo or the moi moi laid on the jello by the side and some salad and some hot chicken? And, oh, oh, stop. What well, is... Bear in mind, guys, this is someone who confessed to me <laughs> that they used to get crash people's parties <laughs> in Nigeria. <laughs> Yo, that was, that was a vibe. Like, me and my guys would just be like... Okay, this is now nah, this is I a true lie. story. I still <laughs> this is a true story, guys. <laughs> we went to a friend's party and it was a, it was a sister's wedding, but like the wedding wasn't it wasn't that lit. And then you know the guy was like, you know what? She's just going to drive around and see a lit wedding, and she would definitely like you know give us information, give us the location so that we come through. Yo, we went to like seven weddings that evening, and we don't know anybody. And we went home with a huge, a huge chunk of cake. No, but how'd you guys get there with that? So like, no, no, so the thing is, because like what life of party, you dress nice, you yeah. look good. And so you like, get in and say you're the friend of the group. Yeah, just like, no, the thing is about at some point, so you're not going at peak period. Like, oh, yeah, you're going when every Like, like almost 4, anybody, yeah. 5 p.m. That yeah. like, Even the security man has eaten two plates of food. Why not do well? So, like, it just lets you in. Of course, if you look nice, like, you, you suit the venue. Yeah. No hassle. And it's like most after party time, you know, there's like food and there's drinks. So. That's it, bro. That's have, the business. Have, have you ever gone to a wedding where you actually like danced with a couple, or like the couple came and said hello, thank you for coming? Many weddings, because I and to... they didn't even know you guys. Because when we are in the party, you know we are there. <laughs> you know one of those parties that my friend fell into gutter on our way home. That's how much fun he had. <laughs> nah. Wait, well, I want to understand. So when the couple are saying, "Oh my guys, thanks for coming," where you like, hey, Shay? Oh, just be like, oh yeah, you're welcome. No, they gave us a huge cake. Do you know what? For them to just randomly give us, a, that means they give a performance, now, guy. 
<laughs> we ain't giving performance. <laughs> nah, that is mad, you know. That will lie. Like, I remember <laughs> what you told me that story. I said, wait, what? <laughs> uh, and I don't think people, like, people who are not going to a party in Nigeria won't understand how hard it is to get into some parties. Like. <clears throat> I remember my cousin's wedding. Oh, my bouncer tried bounce me. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, well, there's strictly by invitation. And I'm sure by the time you went for your cousin's wedding, it was around two o'clock or something. Yeah, yeah. Because you would have been trying to go early. Like, there's always strictly by invitation, but I, there's no wedding or there's no party in Nigeria that's strictly by invitation. That's the, at some point. That they won't break that. Randoms will not come, will come in. Because, in. like. That's mad, you it's, know. Everybody's in happy mood. It's, 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 oh, I'm bad. There's a reason why, oh, I'm bad. Like, everybody, Niger- Nigerians, <laughs> Nigerians are extremely happy when it's time for parties. Yeah, so that's the best time to yeah. catch them. I mean, like, nah, that, that, that one was mad. Ah, nah, man. <laughs> and the dressing part, the dressing part is very important because I, I went to a wedding in Nigeria, the mm-hmm. couple from Ireland, and my friend came with his cousin. And she was her cousin, basically. Mm. And because um, it was me, her, and her husband, and the cousin. The cousin wasn't really dressed for the party. But the cousin was, the cousin was like dressed bad. Mm-hmm. But the cousin didn't dress for wedding, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so one thing led to another, I don't know. I remember that day I was very drunk. Because one minute I was dancing on my bed, next minute I just saw my friend trying to punch Bouncer. What the fuck? And when Bouncer slapped my cousin, my friend's cousin. <laughs> What? <laughs> the bouncer thought she was trying to pick money on the floor. Oh. And she was a random girl. All I remember was like, I was like, I'm funny, before that, I was playing with the bouncer. Oh. So I was like, ah, this bouncer is friends with all of us. Like, what <laughs> Why did he escalate? And then, yeah, when did I slap her? I was like, wait, what? Nah, man. And uh, the other thing is, but Nigerian weddings don't really go long. Like, they always end early. Like, you know the way, oh, do they go to like 11, 12? Sorry, what Nigerian weddings do you know? Which, ah, ones, ones, which ones do you most, attend? Most of the ones I go to. Once it's 10, they start packing the No, chair. my brother. <laughs> weddings. So you've been to Nigerian weddings that go on to like 1 p.m.? Weddings? 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Because there's an after party. The main ceremony. No, the, I'm, not talking, I'm talking about the main ceremony. Well, like. yeah, like, because they start early. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you're starting like, some people do their traditional and white yeah. wedding the same day. Yeah. And even if you're starting like your, maybe your white wedding, some people start as early as 12. Yeah. You know, reception starts like maybe like as early as 12 to, 12 to yeah. it runs down to 8. And in fairness, they've done almost all the activities. So in it. Just but yeah, but I feel like in Ireland, yeah. because of the time wedding starts here, yeah, maybe like 8 p.m. or something, or yeah. or maybe 4 p.m. because people have to go to work and they would have to come back come and back everything. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah so, so that's, that's why like it always extends to 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. Yeah. But like Nigeria, the main ceremony probably 8 night and the after party runs to like 3 a.m. So. What do you think of the food, the food layouts here, our, our weddings here? No, I'm, have you been to a Nigeria wedding here? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the food layout and the display? Were you impressed? To be honest, not really. Yeah. But we'll get there. Because I think <laughs> we'll get there, but not really. I, do you know the one that baffles me the most is the queue for food when they take people table by table to stand up and come in. You know what's weird, right? Yo, you know I I've I don't think I've I could be wrong. Yeah, but most of my mom's friends actually know me for this. I don't eat alpaca in in Ireland because of that. Yeah, it's because. Like- I kind of, when I came here, I was like 15, 16. Oh, okay. So I had the knowledge of being served yeah. at parties. So when I came here, I was like, now nah, I'm not going there to go get the food. Yeah, like, I struggle with it. Even what? though at some parties, mm-hmm. it's normal. Everyone, yeah. Even Everybody, co- yeah, even be cool, yeah. get them, I'm going to serve. But in my mindset, I still feel like if I'm not getting served, I'm not gonna like yeah. actually like, weddings where it's big. I barely eat. like even my mom's friends sometimes always slag me. They go th- Toby thinks people are gonna poison them, <laughs> but they don't know it's just because I struggle with to I struggle yeah, to yeah. adapt to that change of you serve because they're nice, right, man. They like, serve they, you. They are coming to your table yeah. or auntie, your uncle, Clefe, you know, they're, you know they're literally giving they're st- you. They're starting to do it here now, though. Yeah, they're st- I went they, to a wedding they, where, like I said, they would get there because. Yeah, so, but it's, but I still feel like the full layout is. It's getting there gradually, but ah, nah, man. <laughs> I remember, I remember one wedding I went to. I was like, "Can this be normal?" There was so much food. Mm-hmm. I was like, and yeah, then they was now they do it now. Like they start seven, you know, they start Gary, yeah, Grano, yeah, they, yeah, Asu and all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruv, 
food is actually a big thing in like it's, Nigerian, like especially weddings. Like, yeah. If not food at a wedding, I'm more just no, it's like, like there's not there's no point. You should have just done a Zoom <laughs> ceremony. Would have watched would have watched from a house. They send rice emoji. <laughs> no, like food is food is food is yeah, our so wedding. Essential, yeah. We 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 do food a lot. Like nah, it's mad. Would have you ever cooked for a wedding? No. Would you ever do it? I mean, I mean, if I get certification and stuff, I will. I like the way you said stuff. <laughs> because so I, I can't do it alone. So I'm getting, no, what I'm saying is I'm guessing you will never ever cook in that big pot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can. But like, it's just because Nigerian food is unnecessary. It's stressful. Yeah, it is. Like, it's it enjoyable, is. but if you don't enjoy it, like, you would, yeah. you would, you would break also, down. So you enjoy cooking? To be honest, I do enjoy cooking. Like, oh, yeah? I just wake up in the morning. I make something nice. I try to design the food I'm going to eat. Are you friendly with your food? I'm very friendly with my food. So you're like your housemates. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm very generous with my food. Why, like, did, why didn't I know you? <laughs> I usually have an housemate, like, um, it's, it's Indian, it, it, they're a couple. And, like, I introduced him to Nigerian food and he has not gone back. Anything he's eating, he's taking stew, he's adding to it. His baby's like, is, she, is, is there real most food you're going to be eating now? <laughs> no, no, that is, that's mine, it's nice. The reason why I actually refer to your food, you know some people like, it's me, myself, and I, and no, no, they no. don't like, I, like, I am so. generous like when you like people like oh Ruan I saw you cooking jollof rice do you still have a plate yeah if you oh, can yeah, pop like that I'm like nah, if you can pop wow, so like, you actually just cook like saying to be honest I just cook like how did you start cooking nah my mom was, my mom always asked me that to be honest, your mom asks you that that is yeah, because she says that so she's, she's like, <laughs> she's that's like, not me. She's like, uh, I know for sure that that's not me because <laughs> I because she's like, if there's anything she would ever, she would never do in this entire life is food business or because she just thinks cooking is a lot of work. Like she yeah. do like the bare minimum, but like like you, she's like you're making the mache pepper soup. What? Yeah. So and to be honest, um, I I've always been that person that liked food. Like I love food, okay. and um, when I was in secondary school, I was a food prefect. Is that is that my over the over the food force to take? And um, my guy said, "Yeah, <laughs> um, they, they, they knew there was a That's getting that. And guess the platform I learned how to cook. That, that was YouTube. Everyone says that, and I always find it hard to believe because we, we don't try. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I I sat down. For example, like. I think I make one of the greatest Niger smoky jollofers. And I started and watched I so like many videos. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, I, I, I mean, people can try. No, like, no, no. I, I, can I, try. I, I like the confidence. In my mind, I said, listen, I learned from YouTube, but I make the best. Yeah. I think I make one of the best Niger smoky jollofers. And because like, I've tried it. You try several, of course, just like everything in life. I mm. tried, I failed. And like, I've studied the art and I can, mm. in my sleep, I can... I can make an adjustment nah, for any day that is time. mad. That and is, I learned from YouTube. I applaud that, man. <laughs> Speak, speaking of being perfect, though, did you go in, uh, were you in a boarding school or like... I went to a boarding school. Boarding school, yeah. yeah. Well, what school did you go? The Unique International College. Where's that? <laughs> it's in Elisha and... Um, that's them yeah, poor no, that they go and put in all them places. <laughs> uh, it, it did, you know, it was civil enough. So. I went to Babington Macaulay Junior Seminary, BMJS. Nah, nah that's that not like a federal government school. No, it's, it's actually after um, your man, Abraham, uh, what's that? That bishop in Nigeria that's famous. But you know Babington Macaulay? You never heard it. It's like one. It's an Anglican school. Ah, okay. Yeah, but, but it's like a, it's like a fed, it's like a, it's like a public no, it's school. No, it's, a, it's a not a private school. Oh, it's a private school. Yeah, okay. I bro, our school uniform was priest uniform. Man. Really? Yeah, like both. It was horrible. <laughs> it was purple. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't last long there. I, tell you, I give God the glory that malaria and a lot of things. And my grandmother said I would never leave this kid here. After a year, they took me out. Then I went to ISL. Oh, okay. ISS yeah. is a very good school. It's a popular school. No, really. it's a school for big, as in like for big boys and like if yeah. you're on like we were big boys and big girls on by serious. default because we were in Unilag. Oh yeah. yeah, so we were one of the secondary schools that was in a university. Uh, yeah, and like King's College, they were not in a university. They yeah. were big boys from King's College. Like, I mean, there's bad people that have been to King's College, you know. But ISL, we always had that advantage of we were hanging around with like university students. Like, yeah, I think that's we, it. And one of the, one of the greatest things I'm proud about that school was. ISL lets you know where you're going in life once you get to like third year in Genesis Tree. Really? Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do in life. And people used to find that hard. And the reason was because we knew what we, you get the influence. If you were going to be a lawyer, hmm. you were always hanging around in the library. You know, you were <laughs> we, used, we, we had the access to use the university's library also. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah. 
I by default used to hang around the basketball courts. So I used to hang around, you know, um what they, what they call tribesmen. You know, um Dr. Sid, they used yeah. to have a crew. Yeah, I used to hang around there. I was that kid so that you're born into entertainment guy. Yeah. So and then I had a family friend who made it. He was oh, in okay. I he was in Unilag. And everyone I knew that was into entertainment studied one course. It was mass communication, mass com. <laughs> so I was like, if I don't study this mass com, come yeah. that. <laughs> so when I got here, people used to be like, what do you want to study? I used to be like, mass com. And they're like, we don't know what that is. And oh. I used to be like, ah, is this not you? <laughs> you are? And then I knew it was multimedia. That's what they called oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the first thing. Even me, I don't yeah, know that. It was, yeah, mass com. Ah, so <laughs> that was then. And I, I had friends who also had different, who wanted to go into engineering. And there was oh. always that. You get There's room for, from yeah, from, I tell you, like, that, I mean, you see university people, yeah, so it's jamming, easy to ask yeah. questions and, Oh, yeah, we used to make loads of money in the hostels, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> when you're saying, um, my, my daddy's has to go and call my, my sister. When your sister is not your sister, I'm not your daddy. My daddy's on sugar, daddy trying to get a studio. But that guy's trying to give me 500 naira. Back then, we money, man. But speaking about boarding school, do you spend all your, like, Yeah, um, I spent years all my six years in boarding school. Did you like it? Um, It did a job. But my man said, <laughs> I understand that story. <laughs> but if I it was to choose a lot to do day, but life happened, like you always say, yeah. and circumstances beyond control happened, that, yeah. Then, so I had to be in boarding school. Um, and it was like my parents were so strict that all my holidays were in boarding school. Wait, during the holiday, you went to boarding school? I was still in boarding school. How? You guys so, were doing summer school? Yeah, I would do summer school, and then the old STEM master would just be watching, it's just me and myself and my brother. Oh, it yeah. was yeah, because uh, like my parents, parents were not were abroad, we were abroad, that, so okay. it was, that is mad, you know. Man, that's, I'm not freaked by any you know, of You know, speaking <laughs> about when you said your summer, you spent it in boarding school, right? Mm. My summer, I spent it learning French. Really? Bonjour. And, hey, listen, my French is a bit. Bonjour. Ça va? <laughs> <laughs> my French is weak now, but and the reason why my French is weak mm. was I the hatred I had for French. Mm. Bro, you think a Frenchman pissed me off? Because what happened was my auntie, who I used to live with, mm-hmm. her mom owned a French school. And I don't even know why. The school was even in Mushi. I don't I, know why. Oh, oh, places. Yeah, but later on, I found that it was actually a husband who had died before we were born. So it was actually my auntie's dad that built the school. Ah. But basically, that school was known for French. Yeah. And... I used to always wonder, we're never going to go to France. <laughs> Togo, we've not gone to. Why are we learning this language? I, I was so, When I came here, I could yeah. read and write in French. Really? But when I got here, they asked me, what's that one thing? I had the option to pick between French and art. I said, you are mad if you think I'll do that French. Because <laughs> it was punishment to me because yeah. summer, you wanted to play. play yeah. I had to go learn French. But then speaking about you being in the boarding school, right? Mm. I'm boarding house, right? Mm. I mean, we've got rest your soul. Like, that's a rest of kid and all. Mm. I remember when the story broke out, mm-hmm. right? And I remember when I was in boarding school, mm-hmm. For my mom was in Ireland. Yeah. My mom came to Nigeria they tried to really set me up. <laughs> I was meant to go to reading mass. I failed the exam on purpose. Oh, wow. I went to the exam for, is it winners or edible? I failed that also on purpose. Yeah. My Convenant. mom didn't know. Covenant, yeah. I was failing the exam by myself that me <laughs> entered this school. My dream was to go to King's College. Ah. Because I had all the courses who were in King's yeah. College. And I was like, nah, this school I'm going to. Did you, you did come entrance in Nigeria? I you? did. You know in Nigeria, like if you're from a state where they don't really go to school, you get into all the schools. Yeah, yeah. And my dad's house, sir. So I got into every government school oh, I applied really? for. Oh, my mom wasn't having it. <laughs> she said, nah, you're no, going to. <laughs> so the only school she could get me into was that they didn't care. They only get, they didn't really make me write their, mm-hmm. sit their own exam was BMJS. And I was like, oh, they got me. You know, I remember going to school. My mom bought me cut last. I said, it's all over, man. <laughs> and they, then, I don't know if you had to do it, but then they were so strict. Or, no, it was actually the year before us that they had to get that metal box. But us, they didn't allow get bring a, a normal box. It was Ghana was good. They said, we can't bring fancy box to school. Really? Yeah. They, bro, know. we used to buy bait outside, public, like open. Open. Yeah, that's why we used everybody. And I remember my mom dropped me there. She didn't tell me she was coming back here. I thought, okay, visiting day, my mom will come. Ah, first visiting day, everybody, you know that's when everyone, your mom, my mom did not show. <laughs> Second one, ah, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is this like how my life is going to be? <laughs> Am I going to be alone? <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember what happened, my mom had mute, mm. and my granny, 
Because you know, visit days were always on Sunday. Yeah. So on the weekends were her driver's day off. So it was very hard to find a time when he ah. was free to come meet me. And I remember when my four granny came to meet me and I was so chuffed. Now, long story short, boarding house for me was like military school, military school, like being in the army, whereby senior... I don't want to mention the name of my school father. <laughs> but my school father, mm. to today I still curse him. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. not supposed to protect yeah. you. This bastard was extorting. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was making me fetch water for him in the oh, morning. Geez. Basically, he took advantage of me. And I was uh, innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ajabo. 11, I think I went when I was 11 or 12. I, went, I yes. remember when I was 10. Yeah, it was around that, yeah. And I remember... This guy was basically taking my money, everything. And in my head, I thought, okay, this was me paying my way for protection mm. till one JSS2 senior. You know, that's the worst thing most people don't know. Your <laughs> senior is everybody. Yeah. Because you're in JSS1. Mm-hmm. So one JSS2 guy decided to pick on me and beat the crap out of me. Jeez. And I said, Wait, where's my security? <laughs> now I'm paying to this school father. And the guy was like, yeah, but maybe you deserved it. And I remember that hurt me so much because I was like, I honestly thought I was paying this guy for protection. Now, let's move to the fact that this Sylvester Kid thing mm-hmm. happened, right? Mm-hmm. When the story broke out, mm-hmm. I had flashbacks because mm-hmm. this is why I had flashbacks. I had two things. When my mom took me out of boarding school, I was pissed because mm. I wanted to do mine when I was in JSS2. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And which is a sad mentality, but most people don't understand. Oh, my... That mentality is bad, yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. Yeah. It's because you go through it mm-hmm. and you feel like, well, everyone has to. Did you go through like bullying and boarding school? Eh, not, well, not really. So your school must have been really nice. Yeah. And then I think once I got into boarding school, I was specifically handed over to the Oster master. to like, listen, this boy, nothing should happen to him. Okay. Nobody. So I had like a special guard so, like okay. over my yeah, district. Yeah. But like I seen people, other people like, go through all of it, but like I kind of had like some kind of special thing. I was very lucky that, so from gesture, I was able to like have become yeah, a prefect. Once, yeah, once you're in gesture, so, you and then, life, yeah. Yeah, but I just think like, to be honest, if parents can, there shouldn't be a need for body in school. That's what I, that's what I was saying because when everyone kept pointing fingers to the kids, you know, I'm mm. not trying to say that, yeah. you know, what they did was right mm-hmm. or wrong, but I was like, I don't think people who've been to body in school are the ones having this conversation. Yeah. Because I've, bro, I remember vividly, man. I actually had malaria. Mm. I remember I was really I was sick. in the hospital for like two months. I used to fall sick yeah. a lot then. So. And I remember was after that I thought I was going back. I was like, oh no, <laughs> that for says once dead. God, I help you. Let me find out that your older brother or sister was someone. Oh, you don't worse. I was like, you're getting it. And I remember then my mom was like, no, you're not going there. You're not going to go. But I said, wait, wait, what? When I was ready to do my own back. No one's going to get their own, you know, and so that flashback came mm. to me when I remember those, I mean, what, the, I was like, well, people don't really know what kind of mindset these kids have. They don't mm. know the mindset is wrong. And two, I remember when I was in boarding house and my senior who was in Jesse's tree, mm-hmm. he was on my, he was on the top bunk. I was mm. on the bottom bunk and he used to bed with. And what he used to do is, He'd pee, wake up, because he knew the older ones were going to be. Because you know the old yeah, starts smelling. Always, yeah. And he'd force me to sleep on his bed. No way. And he'd sleep on my bed. And he'd sleep. Bro, when I think about it today, but you see, and those things didn't really resonate in me till this Sylvester thing happened. Mm. Then I was like, oh, boy, you went through a lot, man. Yeah, like, it's, actually, you know that bed resting is funny. Like, I remember one of my friends, the senior had to make him swap bed. So he was literally sleeping on the wet yeah. pee bed. Me, this guy made me stay on his. He wake like. me up and then go go up and I'll just go. And then when I go on and I'm like, it's weird. And I remember I started getting prepared for when he'd make me go up. And then what I used to you do pee? is I used to get towels. Like, and I'll put a towel on the pee oh, side yeah. and I'll sleep on one oh, corner. And this is a kid whose mom wasn't come to see him again for like visiting the imagine that. So I had no one to report to. Yeah. And then I remember I had a friend who had reported a senior and he came back to the hostel and I'm like, the beating they gave this guy. Like, and I also think that par- a, lot, a lot of parents are becoming to do it, but they should do it more. Like, just listen to your child more. Yeah, believe your kid. Yeah. yeah. And because a lot of times, boarding school, visiting day, when people come, they just bring food or bring like provisions and everything. And you're just excited to see your people, but they don't you really sit down. Yeah. Forget your problem, that's the word. Well, your parents are allowed to see your hostel. No, but the first day we, we moved, they, they told you still. See, that's the thing. We, 
bruv, it was a long, little, long road where this is where your parents drop you and we all had to pull our things. So our, our parents didn't even know what the, all they seen was pictures mm. in the yearbook. And that's when they painted one corner. Yeah, they would have made everything. Everybody has to make their bed. <laughs> and the, the, the photographers, I know that, like, that was always a special time for when we were about to do like the yearbook pictures. Hey. They say, arrange your bed, arrange your room, we use the I'm nicest like, sheets. These law are not showing you the, the reality. reality that we were going through. Mm. When I, as in, it's only when like, and I, I, one of the things I always say I'm grateful for is when I moved to Ireland, you know, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. Mm. Like, I remember not to like go off topic, it was when I came to Ireland, I realized, mm. you know, the way they used to like just set people on fire when they still in Nigeria. Yeah. But that was actually an abnormal thing. Mm. Bro, to me, that was a normal thing, you know. Yeah. Which was sad. Because I remember my mom had a shop in Obalende mm. and and I'd see them take tires. And I even used to always be like, I'm one day when I wore that too. Me to carry tire and throw on the guy. <laughs> and later on, I realized, bro, they're lynching a human being. Mm. Like, and it's only when as you realize, and that's what I would say, sometimes it takes for you to take yourself out, out of, that of that mad place. mentality. Yeah. For you to realize that, oi. What you're doing is wrong. The way you were thinking, your yeah. mindset is really, really bad. Yeah, it's a lot of like unlearning. A lot of people need to do like a lot of unlearning yeah. things. Because like, moving, even moving here, I've learned a lot of things that like, back then is wrong. And that's why in secondary school, so when those seniors do it to the juniors, the juniors wants to pass it on. Yeah. And because a lot of people have not, they've not stopped that circle. That mental it circle, cannot like, continue yeah. like this. And parents are not even having that conversation. They're just like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, you look slimmer. Okay, take this, buy chocolate. This. No. And why do parents abroad there think the best way to, cor a corrective measure is to send children to Nigeria to boarding school? Do you, to be honest though, you see like, not that I'm gonna obviously mm. like you said you're honest. You mm. said your your like your experience of boarding school was you had someone who was shepherding like basically they were like, listen, nothing happened to this yeah. kid. Most kids who get sent from Europe, mm. they get that same treatment. So I don't really think they get that treatment, but here's the thing, I don't think the parents understand that boarding school is not really gonna change your child. Because mm. what's gonna happen is your child's gonna meet kids like me. Mm. That's gonna make him realize, guy, I'm more do you know how <laughs> I don't wanna bait out a kid. I know a kid whose parents sent him here right, to yeah. Nigeria, right? And this kid, he was already really smart here. So going back then, it was really bad. Like, I was like, this is he's only going to come back worse. When he was in Nigeria, I don't know the kind of kids he met there, but they basically started telling him to wise up, say, guy, ah, you were born there? Are you sure? <laughs> you have passport? This guy did a go for you. No way. Came back here. And now, here's what's mad. No more. My guy bought first class tickets. Because the go for money, ah, the money up. <laughs> and all he had to do was call the Irish government and tell his them that, listen, my parents... They kidnapped Ooh. me and dropped me in Nigeria and, you know, they're holding me in health stage here, blah, blah, blah. And he's a child of the country. Ah, I'm a bro. My guy came back. Ah. <laughs> you know that miss song? Welcome no. <laughs> back. No, <laughs> like, welcome back. I think it's like, people, of course, the world is changing now. Like, yeah. things, a lot of things that people could pass, you could get away with before now. You can't do it anymore. No, I don't, to, send it, I, to me, I used to always say, I'll take my kids back to Nigeria to do summer school, hmm. but not to go boarding school. And the reason why I feel like boarding is not going to do anything is the experience for me wasn't nice. Mm -hmm. And no matter how nice the boarding school is, I just feel like my siblings here, mm -hmm. they went to boarding school here. They went to private school. I've seen, bro, when my sister went to boarding school, her room in school was finer than my own room at home. <laughs> and I remember her, her roommate, the dad was like, they'd be all right. I said, guy, what do you mean they'd be all right? <laughs> do you? Let them go to my house. Let me stay here. <laughs> You're telling me they'll be all right. These kids had everything. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so I know the experience of boarding school mm -hmm. here compared to boarding school in Nigeria. Me, I don't think like the facilities, some schools have great facilities. But you see the individuality now, like the, the people responsible for the kids. Yeah. They also take, they carry on their personal life to schools. Like, you, you, if your old semester is having a bad day, you, there will be trouble in school. You know, I see, I only realized that when I came to Ireland, we used to have this teacher, Mr. Bamindele, and this guy used to flog like, he had, like the devil used to enter him when it was time to beat you people. And I remember this but you're day, about to teacher. And I, there was a day when he hit me and I clocked it. I said, yeah, you're not a happy man. Because obviously I, I was very, very, like when you see a picture of me in Nigeria, mm. I look like a kid that was unhappy in life, oh. but would never say a word. Hmm. I was that cute. Guy, if you flog me like 20, I won't move. 
and I won't react. Neither would I look at you. I'll just keep looking. So I remember this day, this guy was, I, you know now, teacher, enter class, bang, 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 bang. I don't know if you guys used to do it. Well, good morning, so that kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah, you went to a really nice school. <laughs> we, I was sick that day. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the energy to get up and say, good morning, so I welcome. Mm -hmm. Brav, this guy just came, came on my neck. Why? Ooh. I said, wow, man. And I think I had fever or something that day. So the energy to even explain my situation wasn't there. And I was just there like, I'm sorry, sir, blah, blah, blah. This guy brought me out. Oh, my guy was beating. You know, <coughs> all time one girl in my class, I'll never forget. She knew it was bad. Mm. That <laughs> even the girl started crying for me. Because, <laughs> bro, I didn't, I just dropped one tear, man. And in my head, the, what was going through my head was, ah. Oh man, wow! As this guy beats me now, my mama no even day here. Where I want to tell my mama, now my auntie house are there. Yeah. I actually got bet that day when I go home. Really? Yeah, cause I had you know when you get like I had marks on my back, mm. and I go home I couldn't sleep. Oh my, my auntie said I was and I, like I said, I looked like a kid who was. I was like I, I had my that your moment. You did your thing. Also, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, if I fucked things up. <laughs> so, but my auntie thought I was troublesome in school. So when I go home, they bet me again. That's another thing. A lot like yeah. see the mental slavery a lot of kids growing up in Nigeria carry. I don't think people know. Yeah, people don't know. Like, I, I was reading a story where you know, someone said, the kid said that, the kid was complaining about being bullied, but yeah, daddy would say, I'll go back to school. Yeah. You know, like that mentality, fight for yourself. Are you yeah. not strong? Yeah. That kind of so thing. So a lot of things is like, they think when you go through physical pain. It makes it, you stronger. It makes you stronger. And sometimes it just, it adds to your problem. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's not about the pain, it's about maybe just listening and finding like a more constructive way to get things done in a better way. So, like, I feel like a lot of pe more people having the conversations and parents are like, you know, talking about how we can unlearn and, and do better. Because the first act is listening. Yeah. When you when you are patient, money is great, you know, looking for money. But one thing about Nigerian parents is like, the moment you choose to be a parent, try as much as possible to be a full parent. I mean, life would happen. Yeah, yeah. Life would happen. Life would happen. You look for money. You need to travel to look for passports. You, this you... is not meant to be funny, right? Mm. <laughs> but did you watch the interview of the dad, of the kid who oh, died? I did. And the dad said that he was going to go to Lagos, but first he had to go to Portacourt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, only an African dad would be like, yeah, you go yeah. become. Now I saw this business so, so, out first. Which, which I felt like, but that's the reality of the country. Mm. You know, where the man's like, ah, if money not there, I can't send you to school. Mm. So let me sort this money out. But I was like, maybe that little moment will have saved that kid. Yeah. yeah. So that's just an extra, just extra, extra attention. Like, and I don't even know, like, let's talk about how parents here think they need to send all their money back to Nigeria to build properties. Oh, uh, that one is, I feel like it's, it's, I don't see anything wrong in it, but then I don't think it's right. Mm. I, the reason why, and that's why, like I say, Islanders done me so much good in the sense that when I think of things, mm. I always say, I think I learned to put myself in people's shoes mm. in Ireland. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, let me try be in the mindset of these people. Mm. Let me see why they do what they do. Yeah. And that's why I kind of understand why a lot of African parents do it. Yeah. Most people leave Nigeria, come to Europe and live a better life. Mm -hmm. right? And to them, to prove they have a better life mm. is... I must have something there that speaks that, oh, this person is doing well. Yeah. No matter what job they're doing here, mm -hmm. the job doesn't matter to them. It's, <laughs> it's what you're able to do with the money. Yeah. There. And I feel like, because in their head, all they think is, this kind of gives me that certificate in society that mm. uh, they're doing well in Europe. Look at yeah. the house they built. Mm -hmm. They don't think of the other side of, okay, what happens when I die? Yeah. I have a lot of friends where I say to them, like, not being rude. Your parents' house that they built, <laughs> it's not yours. Mm. It's your uncle's. Yeah. I know a family friend who recently just completed a house and my mom was talking about it. And I was saying, I'm like, but you know it's belong to their brother in Nigeria. And I'm like, it's, it's to be a true, but like, I say to my mom, I said, like my mom's family now, they'll be okay. But I said to her, I'm like, if something happens to you now and your brother said that, oh, they're not giving me anything. Wait, who, like... Bro, do you know why they used to get sick of in Nigeria? <laughs> do you even know where the government... You, you that grew up here, do you know where the government... Do you know where the <laughs> office is? When you get to that office, do you know how many people use you as MAGA? Mm. 
when they know that you need something on yeah. them. Yeah, uh, you're not even from there. Or that same man, you give me uh, 100K. Single drum, you come back. Ah, they don't transfer a girl. No, no, another new one. That one safe. Before you know, bro, they will milk you mm-hmm. over what? What are you even fighting for? Go, go help you. If your uncle is normal, you use the drum. Do you see what I'm saying? Did your parents like to me? I would say the only thing that I see is okay. I always tell them, okay, maybe you are looking for a nice house to be buried next to. Mm. Maybe that's why. If that's why you're doing it, <laughs> it's okay. It's valid. But if you're doing it thinking it's for your kids' future, now you're lying. Yeah, because your kids are not going to benefit from it. Yeah, that that's, kind of thing. That's yeah. the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. But even people in our generation still have that mentality that they want to do something in Nigeria until they have. But then I, I don't blame them because I always feel like it's the. Like, uh, you know when they say, like, when you're not exposed to something, yeah. you don't know it. Like, mm-hmm. I have friends who be like, oh, I've done this in Nigeria, I've done this. I'm like, guy, you know where the office is. <laughs> like, okay, now me and you, let's go to Nigeria. No uncle, no auntie. Let's see if we're going to be able to survive. You guy, you don't know anything. You don't know any this. government, this thing. You do farm, you tax office, do, <laughs> bro. You know where they pay their bill? <laughs> do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Which are just these minor things. These little minor things there. And then you now want to tell me that. I don't, but I don't blame them. Like I said, it's because it's, we have this thing of, okay, I've been here. Mm-hmm. I want to show that me to have accomplished something. And the wrong mentality to me is mm. thinking you... You to show you've accomplished something mm. is by getting something there. There to me, when I think no, it's the life you have here. Yeah, that's going to show that you're okay. Yeah, you're okay. You know, most so of for me, I think it's just way. like take care of the internal part, take care of yeah. yourself, ensure like you're comfortable here to a level. Then of course, it's always good because Bro, no matter our home is where they are. I know at a is. kid. The kid told me that mom and dad had never bought them McDonald's like no no, like Happy Meal. I'm all there, but they build one hundred million house for Nigeria. <laughs> And I'm like, and what's so sad is even mm. the parents know that they, even the uncle that is helping them in Nigeria has they chopped, has chopped them. They are getting but a they good amount keep, of them. They just keep thinking, no, I must do this. So me too, I ask, ah, Timothy, what's in Nigeria? I just let me, <laughs> ah, no, he let me, ah, he let me nice, he let me, nice. bro. I do Uber for Nigeria now. No, I'm not driving, no. I sent yeah. the car for Uber. Oh, well. <laughs> How did that end? Bro. One word. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I should find a picture of the car. No way. When my brother went to Nigeria. Bro, this was the 2008 Avengers. And I remember when I bought it, was a taxi here. Mm. bought it. And I'm happy because when I did it, I was like, let me just even do this project. So I can say I've tried. You've tried. You've done something. I have experienced. You tested it. You know, I've tested the waters. You know what I mean? And the plan I had was so great. I'm like, but African parents been involved. My mom was like, no, don't do it this way. Do it that way, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay, no problem. Let's all, get, let me glad you involved. My mother thought she, her friend, had the best judge of characters hmm. for who I should give the car as a driver. I wanted to give it to a Uber guy who I used to use, but they felt like you don't know him from anywhere, which I was like, that doesn't matter. They gave it to a pastor. <laughs> guy, I think I sensed I was in Nigeria February. My brother went in June. The pastor, my mom's friend, I sent him to use the car to drop something in the house. And I think he was waiting for my dad to give him, like, money or something. My brother came out and said, wait, 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 is this guy you? <laughs> he said, brother, I wouldn't even get in that car, man. <laughs> Fam. And, you know, but, like I said, I, and now the thing is, you know I, don't want, I don't want to say my experience is mm. everyone's experience. Of course. Do you know what I mean? But I always try to tell people, like, if you don't have something to speak of here, mm. you doing something there to me is vanity. It's not like, avoid, you're just, yeah. You're just wasting your money and you're, you're going to learn the hard way when you're 50, 60 and start telling people that, oh, um, don't be like me. <laughs> you ever see them old African uncles? I know. Uh, like, Actually, when you're in a taxi with them, they're always giving you this jeans like, ah. Nah, man. Like, but yeah, but before I wrap up on things, right, quick mm. one. So, do you think Nigerians here, right? Mm. And... Nigerians are home. Mm. Do you think Nigerians here know that they're not the same as the Nigerians back home? And when I say they know the same, okay, I'll give you an example. So answers, mm-hmm. right? I feel like a lot of Nigerians here think their voice matters. And I think it doesn't. That I feel like you're just making white noise. I could be wrong now. Well, I think you're I think you're a bit wrong and a bit right. Now, the perfect example is I was just going to go to I think their voice matter. Why would say that? Like, let's let's look at Afrobeats. Now, Whiskey do say he's selling out O2 and you know all yeah. these big places and everything. 
But now you need to understand that the amount of Nigerians, at least African oh, Nigerians, yeah, that are living in London, yeah. Wise. So like, yeah. it's because of the yeah. volume of we like that yeah. age bracket. It's like they have the money to afford this thing that they can yeah. do all of this now. Oh yeah, where the and ones who pushed the music? Yeah, no, I'm, not talk, I'm not talking about the music. I'm talking about yeah. as the government. Yeah. As the government. So I'm saying like so with answers now, you know, because it was a collective voice from abroad, back home. You know, everybody abroad that could you know use social media as much as. I was it made the buzz like a whole global w- world. Mm. So that's just like everybody's voice matter. But what I think is that people here might not just understand deep struggle. As that's it what is. I'm saying. Yeah. And the system. And that the reason why I say that, right, mm. is when answers happened, mm-hmm. I had friends who were very passionate. Yeah. Know? And for me, my passion of Nigeria died with subsidy. <laughs> You know, I was a very, very... Well, my goal was to leave here, go back and, you know, serve mm. my country. I really wanted to do all that. And why my goal, my my dream died mm. with being a patriotic Nigerian with subsidy was... I remember the subsidy time when it happened. You know, mm. the first protest, yeah. next day one, day two, before I know, day when three, Pasuma don't they perform. Only yeah. they don't they perform. Next thing, they are bringing concert speakers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay... You see, when Buari said Nigerian roots are lazy, yeah. a lot of people didn't understand what he was saying. Mm. And that's why I felt like a lot of Nigerians don't really understand information. Nigeria, Buari was 21 for Amio. Mm. Bro, do you think he was doing para, para for <laughs> me? Do you get what I'm trying to yeah. say? At that age, they were on serious smoke. Mm-hmm. Us, at this age, like, okay, so with Ensign, I remember. My friends were like, oh, you know, what? this was after the killing, which is so sad, what happened? But then they're like, oh, let's go to the Nigerian embassy here. And I was like, yeah, but what do you, what do you think is going to happen? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, blah, blah. I said, okay, I said, if you come carry me, I'll go with you. <laughs> I went. They built coffins, Tyson, Brady must die, something. They were dancing in front of the thing. Said the ambassador didn't want to come out to come and speak to people. But before we know what did happen, I'm going to know they served Jollof Rice. Yeah, they were serving food. Me and my friend got there. The first person we saw was a guy tearing chicken. <laughs> now, do you see what I'm saying? Right? How are they going to take it serious when you are doing that? Bro, the, they shared pizza to the guards now at that protest in Ireland. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to do, like say what they did Discredit, was wrong yeah. or discredit what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But if you were a guard there, right? And the day before that, there was a protest in town about lockdown yeah. where guards were beating people. Yeah. And people were throwing tear gas at them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were a guard and someone told you to go to two different protests, you were going to share pizza at the end. How <laughs> <laughs> you be like, Nigerians, yeah. protest every day. We day your back. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Mm. People can't take you serious. And to me, that was what happened with NSAS. People started tweeting, oh my, I chopped breakfast for Lekki Togate. Yeah. I chopped this thing. And I was like, I don't blame the people saying, oh my, I chopped this. Because let's be honest, do you know how many people in Nigeria wake up in the morning and they don't even know, they what, know to what to do eat, the next yeah. day? Mm-hmm. Like the greatest joy I have for Nigeria is social media. And the reason why I'm so happy, and that's what I always say to me, people like Mark Zuckerberg, people might come at them and whatnot, mm-hmm. but these lot have given Nigerians food yeah. where someone like Brother Shaggy can go to uni. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people don't study theater we don't make them? Yeah, See many. Mr. Macaroni. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many of his colleagues yeah. that probably went into drama school that are doing drama up and down doing kuro kuro be kuro kuro but look at no it's true do you know what I mean? But look at what a smartphone in his hand mm. has, cha- has changed. Bro these people changing lives. So to me, that way, I will always be a big fan of what social media has done, mm-hmm. whereby these people can actually earn normal, yeah, above and like it's even okay incredible. Even. It's incredible. I mean? Like people do like jobs off Twitter, incredible Bro. IT jobs, like support system for organizations. Like, you know, so, so that end, I'm happy about it. Mm. But then the other side of that debate for me is where I'm like, okay. We think, like they always say, someone who has hearing problem can yeah. never hear you, mm-hmm. which is worrying, you know. And I felt like the government in Nigeria is in this systematic format whereby no matter how well-established social media mm-hmm. and all that is, these people will still always have what they do. Like, for example, I always find it funny when David Doe came out and was campaigning for his uncle and he's saying he's our own national state, mm-hmm. which is sad because a lot of people here might not know. This guy's former uncle that died was governor. <laughs> so that means in our era... The chances of B Red or Davido being the governor of Oshun State, is it a royal family thing? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That side of it is where I question, where I'm like, are you guys enlightened enough to know what's going on in this country? Whereby someone like 
the current governor of Lagos used mm. to be like PA to, to do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, hey, you don't see that. Do you get what I mean? So the thing is that Nigerians are quick to forget. Yeah. So trust me, if there was if the marketing strategy team package Bwari for the next two years in some sort of subtle way well, that is generous, is giving money, is giving food, <laughs> he might win again. Are you telling me that guy that wear red cap? Guess beyond Bari, you won't get the same. Just, that's what I keep. That's where for me, when I say I question that whole social media thing, mm. that's what I mean. Where I'm like, okay, do these people understand the daily struggle of an average Nigerian? Like no. someone who don't write jam like 10 times. Mm. Like I said to my friend, I said, some people here don't know what it's jam in. Uh-huh, yo. Some people don't understand what finding admission is. When you find admission, <laughs> money to buy from. I always say that, like, going to Nigerian holiday. It's different from living in Nigeria. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, 30 December is an iconic time to go to Nigeria. You would have the best time of your life. But if you see past the old parties and everything, people are struggling. People are living from mouth to mouth. People are in so much pain and discomfort. But with the old Nigerian spirit of, ah, we keep keep going strong. It's good, but I wish we could just... Change that, like let everybody. If everybody could be as comfortable as like, like the world will never, the fingers will never be equal. But if the government can at least make an average person be like in on the street of twenty people, let fifteen people be average, and you know. I think the debate on social media, and I always say it is, we need to debate and campaign that the British should take us back. I would agree. I think if if the people that are on social media, or if you can't use our voice and say, listen, <laughs> we are submitting ourselves to you. We don't even want visa to you. We don't want free entry to UK. But just make sure you come back and take this country. I would agree. Because the system will be there. And for me, that's why I... Like, I remember, an uncle said this to me. He said, when he knew mm. that Nigeria would never ever be on the same level <laughs> as Europe. Mm. And... What which is sad is we always complain they call us third world country, yeah. but we have all the gold and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a reason why. Do you know a homeless guy in Ireland, mm-hmm. right? Can tell you to your face that he's gonna drink a glass of wine. Tomorrow. And he's gonna get it. Ew. Do you know that people who have jobs in Nigeria who can tell you to your face that I'm gonna eat dinner tonight? Many. They know these are not people that are on the street. They yeah. have jobs. Yeah, I know. Many. Like and that's what I feel like that mentality. A lot of people don't understand how bad things are. Yeah, it's, it's whereby really... someone who is working. But I remember when I done, I don't want to bait them mm. out. But I went to Nigeria to work for a TV station, mm-hmm. and we got to mingle with like Nigerian young people who were serving. And bro, I met people who they never pay salary like six months, seven months. It is. I, I, it's it's amazing how people only blame the government. But trust me, have you met a Nigerian in Etro? There, there's a queue. Everybody's oh, everybody acting is, normal. Yeah, but to, as soon as yeah, but as soon yeah. as you land in Morita, everybody is scattered. So it's not just the government. It's like individuality. Even an individual person needs to understand that you are my brother's keeper. I'm your brother's keeper. Yeah. Let's do right. But no, everybody wants to rip somebody off, and it, it's that's why like the corruption is start from the government, start from individuals, start from it's even a little children's now are becoming to tap into it. Well, yeah, no, no, they, they have always tapped into it. It's <coughs> just we didn't know. There's mm. always this joke they used to say in Nigeria that if me and you are sitting right mm. and I beat a kid, mm. right, and the kid's mom is coming, mm. if I give that kid biscuit and say, say his uncle that bet you, or mm. more, it will but cooperate. I, by default. <laughs> Uncle is the one that <laughs> And that for me is where I feel like the corruption starts is, mm. is where from bribery, birth, bribery, like, and I, I, I always say, not that the Western world don't bribe. Or of they course do, they do. But there's a level of understanding and there's yeah. a level of respect yeah. with things. In Nigeria, someone can tell you, I will like slap you. And, and there's delivery. You know what I mean? Like even, yeah, like I'm sure bribery gone, but oh, there's delivery. Here. Like, but there's yeah. delivery. Yeah, like, it happens here, yeah. Nah, it's just it's a mad one. And, you know, that's why I was like, I want to start having conversations with people about, mm-hmm. like, things like that. Because I feel like those conversations, you can't have them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a big thing now, I don't see it on TikTok, which is where people do the countdown when they're leaving Nigeria. Oh, yeah, even, <laughs> even, even, even <laughs> on Twitter. And <laughs> yeah, I would never miss it. <laughs> if you didn't see Shalashoba Wale's picture, welcome to the new disposition. <laughs> so I that's like, that's the Japa. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, it's, 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 and I'm like... Like, I don't know if you heard about it recently. They said that now they want to start basically forcing Nigerian doctors to, like, work in Nigeria for 10 years. Oh, I've seen that. They- <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that, right? <laughs> because thousands, every day, thousands of doctors are leaving the country. 
and not just because it's because you guys are not even making them feel comfortable because they see what their colleagues are achieving abroad. I mean, I mean, it's like wait, what? Nah, that's and that's like I said, you know, those kind of conversations is where I feel like you know, yes, we can banter and all, but we need to have. Like real conversations, yeah. you know, about life, real conversations about like, for example, you mentioned about parents building in Nigeria and all that. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people, if they could tell their parents, mom, I think this is stupid. They the mom might actually them. listen and be like, well, for this yeah. kid, I actually think this is stupid. Do you know what I mean? But if your mom is like, ah, it's for you, and you're like, okay, it's for us. <laughs> Without thinking, wait, is it really for us? <laughs> yeah, them kind of things, man. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, I want to say thank you for coming, bro. I thank really appreciate so this much. conversation. Thank you so much. Hopefully, um, you know, I feel like the next time I have you on the pod, well, I want to bring food. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for the food. challenge. I want to I wanna okay, show you the smoking Nigeria jollof where you don't get from you know, nobody. You know, it's funny, right? Yeah. The, the topic of the podcast is actually called Nigerian jollof. Love. So now we're gonna change it to <laughs> the best. <laughs> Wait, before I go, what's the difference between normal jollof and smoked? That's the way it's being cooked. Oh, so what do you do? You smoke it? Is it <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the chef's secret. <laughs> Anyways, man, listen, guys, that's all we have for this week. Uh, big ups to real one for coming through. Thank you, Toby. And uh, we'll see you guys next week again. Take care. Peace. Yay, yay. How long was that?